Do you want to live freely and lightly in your purpose and passion? More than ever, we need to learn to live in rhythms that help move us forward. Welcome to the Exhale Podcast. This is Holly Newton, founder of Exhale Women, and I am your host. I have invited three co-hosts, Annalise Lillard, Annette Yanez, and Cassie Cooper to join me for this inaugural season. We need God's rhythms of grace to live in His strength. What He builds, He sustains. We can't do it without Him. We are talking about the word restoration here in season one, and incredible guests are joining us to share inspiration, wisdom, encouragement, and practical advice. I'm your host, Holly Newton, and welcome to the Exhale Podcast. How do we move forward and rebuild? For the next six weeks, we will have discussions on how God restores, repairs, renovates, and transforms us in seasons where we have felt like there has been setback. If you're feeling like you need to catch up or make up for what you feel is lost this year, be encouraged and reminded of this. 2020 did not catch God by surprise. He is still sovereign. He is not wavering on his promises for your life. The Bible is one long invitation to come to God. Jesus often invited people to come to him, and that same invitation is for now, for you, and for me. And we need God's rhythms of grace to rebuild his strength. What he builds, he sustains. We can't do it without him. One of my favorite verses is this. In the message, Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 through 30 says, Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. We need God's rhythms of grace to rebuild in his strength. If you feel like losses have mounted this year, let me encourage you to look God look to God for all the possibilities. Sometimes we strive and spiral and try to keep it all together when God never intended that way and rhythm for us. You are God's masterpiece, and what he began, he will finish in you and through you. And lastly, for my part today, I want to share with you a page out of uh, the devotional that I just released called Exhale 90 Devotions for letting go and living in unforced rhythms of grace. It starts with 1 Peter 5.10. And the God of all grace who called you to his eternal glory in Christ after you have suffered a little while, while himself, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. And an excerpt from the devotional is, are we surprised by suffering? The enemy would far rather us be surprised that we as children, Christians would, will go through suffering, especially if it causes us to doubt the goodness of God. Our pain and suffering are not an exception, and our struggles are not really with one another. They're with principalities that are against us and what God has for our lives. Our enemy will use every arsenal to tear us away from the path God has called us on. He wants to keep us from becoming who God created us to be, one who displays God's love and splendor to the world. But here's the excellent news and the most important thing to remember is Jesus Christ defeated death and evil itself. We belong to an all-powerful God. In our suffering, he draws us closer, heals, and transforms. Suffering is only temporary. Our salvation in Christ is secure, and God himself will restore us and make us strong. And I think, you know, for this year, as we've been talking about it, um, 
amongst <laughs> the four of us, there is a temptation to feel like we have to make up for what we've lost in 2020 areas. And really what I think God wants to do is not only redeem and restore, but give us new lenses that we could rise up from the ashes, that we won't inhale the, the smoldering smoke from the past, but that we will inhale the truth and life that Jesus brings. So I'm really excited to dive into this today with my co-hosts and over the next six weeks with some very special guests. So let me introduce you to the first one, Cassie Cooper. She is, has been a friend of mine for about a year. Though she is young in years, she is deep in wisdom. And I can't wait to hear, uh, I cannot wait for you to hear what's on her heart. So Cassie, tell us who is Cassie? Thanks, Holly. Um, well, first, it's just really exciting to um, to be here with you all and to be able to share um, specifically in this episode with you four ladies. Like Holly said, um, I've known her for about a year now. We actually met through church um, where I work in Austin, Texas. Um, so I wear a lot of different hats, which is so fun. Every day looks different. It's definitely dynamic. Um, and I have a passion for writing and communication, specifically in a ministry setting, um, with the message of helping others find hope and peace just by resting in relationship with the Father. So that's really where my heart is at. And this topic of restoration, I think, is so poignant right now. Um, it's something that I think we all, it's something that's very relatable to each and every single one of us. Um, as we're all praying for restoration in one way or another, whether it's restoration of a relationship, restoration of finances, restoration of your own heart, something that you're working through. And I think when we hear that word, or at least when I hear that word, I think of it in a very final sense, like, oh, when things get restored, you're praying for that restoration. And that, my friends, is a beautiful thing, like to have the hope of restoration through Christ. Um, you know, scripture tells us that he's making all things new and that's a hope that we have. And Isaiah 60, 22 is such a promise that we get to cling to. And it says at the right time, I, the Lord will make it happen. So we have that promise of restoration and I promise you it'll probably look different than we think it will. And, and in the Lord's timing, we do have that hope that we can look forward to. But as I was really praying about this topic and the idea of restoration and what that meant to me personally, uh, the word that I kept getting was process. And um, I can't help but wonder if the Lord is more concerned about the process that we walk through in restoration than the final result. And process is a word that I'm very familiar with. Um, you know, the ladies on this episode know my story, but for you listening, um, my family has been walking through a process that isn't fully restored yet. A couple of years ago, we lost uh, my sister suddenly and unexpectedly. Um, as well as another immediate family member, actually on the same day in totally unrelated circumstances. And walking through that just process of grief and questions and anger at times and frustration and, and wondering, okay, Lord, where is your hand in this? You know, this is like what Holly was talking about, a little bit of that piece of suffering um, that just comes because we live in a broken world. And I think, um, the process that my family has been walking through and praying for that hope of restoration, but the process that we've been walking through has been one of softening our hearts and saying, okay, Lord, I trust you even when I don't see the outcome. 
And um, I think this is something we hear so often. Uh, you know, I'm reminded of of the Psalms. We just, with Exhale Women, just went through Psalms in the summer. And as you're reading through the chapters, you can't help but notice all of the times that the psalmist, you know, asks, how long, O oh Lord? And, and when are you going to justify? And when are you going to make things right? And I think that's a fair question. But in the Psalms, it's always paired with a but God. You know, but God, I will trust you. But God, I won't give in to the desires of the wicked. But God, I will follow your ways, even when I don't understand. And the Psalms point to a process. They let us know that it's okay to ask the questions of, Lord, I, I don't understand. Help me to see your hand. How long? How long? But the point is our heart in the process, that it's absolutely necessary to press in. And then it focuses our posture, the posture of our hearts during the process. And that is back on, but God. And one of my favorite Psalms, I think that really points to where the posture of our hearts should be in the process is Psalms 4610, which a lot of you probably know. Um, it's one of my favorite verses, and it just says, be still and know that I am God. And it addresses the process and points to the fact that it's not about us doing all the things. It's about us being still and knowing God in an intimate and a deep way. Um, it's inviting him to be part of that process. And I think that's really you know, the basis of restoration before the Lord can revolutionize our worlds and before he can change our hearts or even give us the next step, we have to be still and know him in the process. We have to have a relationship with him. And so part of my story is the fact that there's, there's not an end yet, you know, we're part of the process. And I think that's where a lot of us can relate is that sometimes we're not in that place of restoration yet. We have the hope of restoration, but we're still in the process. And so I guess my encouragement to you today through 2020, through years past, through things that you're still walking through and things you'll walk through in the future is to be still and know him in the season, to be open-handed before the Lord, keep open hands and a soft heart as he works in you through the process. That's so good, Cassie. That's such a great reminder because, you know, I think a lot of us are tempted to, as we come to the end of a year, to put a nice tidy bow on things mm -hmm. by the strike of midnight, you know, December 31st. And I think that's so important for us to remember um, is that we are in a process and that the ultimate goal is to know the Lord, right? Mm -hmm. so, thank you for sharing a piece of your story. Yeah. Um, and I know there's so much more and I can't wait for this audience to get to know you even more, but thank you for sharing that this morning. So, Welcome, Cassie Cooper. <laughs> Thank you. Net, uh, the next co-host I'd like to introduce you to is my friend, Annette. Annette, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I am Annette and um, I've kind of had a really interesting, I feel, um, way of meeting Holly and kind of her family. Um, and it's been really neat to see, even in, I would say it's probably this past year, right? Just kind of this idea of when God brings people together um, and getting to know Cassie as well in this past year. Um, and like Cassie, I am on staff um, at the same church and she's right, very dynamic. And I don't think every day looks the same. So it's really neat. Um, it's a it's been so good to really be able to say, um, bottom line, I am here to help 
serve the people of our church, of our community. Um, I live outside of Austin. And to be able to say, God, we want people to know you. And so I would say that's kind of been also part of my story is um, growing up the oldest of five, kind of being independent and wanting to do things on my own, ready to leave the house. Um, I look back and I think, wow, that job I had at 19 and I moved out, that like, really, how did I think I, I could just manage the whole whole world based on that? But I did. And so through that, though, I had been saved at five years old um, with my dad. But it wasn't until about 21 that I had this moment of when you talk about laying everything out and saying, God, I need you to fix this for me. Um, and so he did. And since ever since then, I feel like I've been on this journey. And I look back and I realize it's a journey of knowing him and that who we are takes precedence of what we do. Um, and 2020 definitely was a year that really poked, poked that area of it's not what we do, but it's who he is in us. And so when I think of restoration now and, and kind of praying about it, that's, that's where God's just kind of been showing me is that you know, I could do things, right? All the self-help, I can improve myself. I could, I could probably restore myself to a better mom. I have three kids, three teens. Um, but it's really in him that he restores us. Um, and so I kept thinking about that store, um, the interior design store, Restoration Hardware. And we can go. And I remember back then, we'd look at catalogs. And I could pick out what I wanted. And I remember buying my first thing from Restoration Hardware. And I was going to add it to my house. Um, it was a small home then. And I was going to fix up my house, right? I was going to add things to the wall and try and, and, and constantly look at like, oh, I can pick this. I can pick that. The thing about Restoration Hardware and many other stores is they have designers that can help you actually design your house better than if you're just looking at things. And I think a lot of times we think we're the designer that can restore our lives when really the designer is our creator and he knows who we are in him. Um, and so it just, I think that, that idea of being still and really coming with that open, open hands, like Cassie was saying and saying, okay, I'm going to put all my resources aside. I'm going to put all my self-help aside. I'm even going to stop picking and choosing from your word, your promises, because sometimes we pick promises that we think fit us best. And we think, oh, this is how my life is going to be. But I'm even going to lay that down and say, God, who are you? You restore me. Because even in Ephesians 1, he talks about his ultimate joy is for us to know him. Before anything else, he wants, he wants us to know him. And so to be able to have that pause and say, I lay everything down. I completely surrender. Um, let the who take precedence. Let you take precedence in my life and allow him to restore us because he created us, right? Um, Psalms 145, we're fearfully, wonderfully made. And who else than the actual creator to bring us back to restoration? That is so good. I love that analogy that our designer is our creator. I mean, who better than to knit and connect everything in our lives than our actual creator? 
I, I just, I love that. That is a, um, you know, I think for some of our listeners, that might be a paradigm shift that you have a creator, a creator God who so intimately knows you and, and the surrender, um, like you're talking about, like Cassie's talking about letting go and just knowing God, um, that really shifts everything when we start to look at him through that lens. So thanks, Annette. Oh yeah. Excited for our audience to continue to get to know you as well. There's lots of gold in there and all of these co-hosts, you guys are going to be so blessed. Well, I would like to introduce you to our third, but not last co-host, Annalise Lillard, uh, who is actually my daughter. So Annalise, tell us a little bit about who is Annalise. Hey, so I'm Annalise Lillard. Um, I have been married to my husband for five years. We reside in Austin, Texas, and my husband is actually on staff um, with Annette and Cassie at the same church. He's in worship ministry, um, and it's been a wonderful five full years. Um, We have three kiddos. We have our oldest, Aaliyah Joy, who is three years old. Um, she's amazing and I'm exhausted. Um, we have our son, Amos Wilson, who would be almost a year and a half now. Um, he went to join Jesus in home, heaven home, um, last September. And then we have a third, a baby girl on the way and she's due in January. Um, she was a welcomed surprise and it's definitely a part of our restoration story, if you will. Um, so my heart for restoration, listening to Cassie and Annette, um, as we were reviewing yesterday, I really found that I've been kind of just seated between both process and letting the Lord speak and not speaking for him. Um, so on the foot of the story of losing our son last September, um, we of course, we're inherently entering a season of grief and both restoration. So starting 2020 kind of came out the gate running. It's a new year without our son in it, and it's a new decade without our son in it. And so it was pretty inherent in understanding that restoration was needed in that place. Um, I found myself increasingly frustrated as I learned to let the Lord speak and not speak for him. And so I kind of just ebbed and flowed between process and just sitting before him and letting him speak. Um, And I guess the word that I found in that was permission. And when it comes to restoration, um, the mess got messier and messier and holding on to the voice of God got harder and harder. And I tried with all my might to drown out all the white noise so I could just hear his voice. Um, And then the world shut down, (laughs) which was an unexpected gift, if you will. Um, Really finding out how much I was speaking for the Lord and not letting him speak to me. Um, Understanding what his truth is in place of my own uh, was a really big shift that continues to take place every day as I cling to his truth and come to know who he is. Um, so that's been my heart, just leaning into the permission to be in my process, receive restoration, 
understand that it's messy. Um, and you know, something I heard recently that really has changed my life forever is in that scripture, uh, peace that surpasses understanding. If you want peace that surpasses understanding, you have to give up your right to understand. Um, that about threw me to the floor when I heard it. <laughs> it offended me in the right way. Like it was like, oh, that's really good. Okay, I give up my right to understand. Uh, and I, I, I let your truth about who you say I am and what you can do, Lord, overbear anything about what I say about my story. Um, and I let you rewrite it. So that's been kind of the journey that we're in as a family is that middle seat between process and, and hearing from the Lord and just receiving grace and having humility in the middle. Those are great words. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, I know you haven't shared a lot publicly about your journey and your story. And so I really appreciate and honor you for doing that with us here. You know, I think, again, here's that thread of surrender to choose to believe what God says over what we think or the truths we want to believe or the purposes we want to believe. So that is a beautiful, powerful thing that you're doing, Annalise, and that you're doing, Cassie and Annette. And I couldn't be more thrilled for this season to launch right now. I've prayed um, for the timing of this podcast for a couple of years and knew it was time. And the Lord showed me who, and thank you for your three yeses. It is going to be a beautiful journey, and I can't wait to engage with. All of you who are listening today over the next six weeks for season one. Thanks so much for listening to the show. We are here for you. You can find me super easy at Holly A. Newton on Instagram and Facebook. I'd love to connect with you and hear how the show is encouraging and impacting you. And let's help others find the show to be encouraged in their purpose and passions as well. There's a couple of ways you can do that. One, by subscribing and rating and reviewing the show wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. And two, you can even screenshot and share in your stories. Be sure to tag me at Holly A. Newton so we can connect.